Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. I'm Ian. Are you? And Mark. So, yeah, the big news yesterday that we mentioned at the top of the show, but obviously didn't get into, was that the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission criminal enterprise, is now going after Binance, which is the world's largest cryptocurrency exchange. Don't conf- don't be confused here, folks, uh, because we were talking about a very similar story maybe like a month or a month and a half ago or something, which was a different federal regulatory agency suing Binance. And Why was, was the CFTC suing them? Because I don't remember that was now. The, right. The CFTC, the so-called Commodities Futures Trading Commission, had filed a lawsuit against Binance like um, two months ago or something like that. And uh, basically alleging you guys are, you know, you were you didn't have a license and you're trading commodities or something without our permission. Well, it was the futures that they were futures, upset that's about. It. Yeah, yeah. And like, I don't remember why. Whatever that or, means. Yeah. Um, and so they went after him. And that's like, you know, that was a big deal because Binance is the largest cryptocurrency exchange on the planet by volume. And it dwarfs everything else. They're they're huge. Yeah. And, uh, and Coinbase is second. Coinbase, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think Coinbase is second globally, but Coinbase is the biggest in the United States. Okay. Uh, when you don't include Binance, Coinbase right. would be second in the U.S. And now the news has dropped that the SEC has sued Binance as of yesterday. So they've got two suits, two civil suits, accusing them of all kinds of, quote, wrongdoing. And remember, people, Binance. Not an American company. No, but they do have a U.S. division. They have Binance.us, so they do have a subsidiary that's based uh, in the United States. And, of course, they've been named in uh, the lawsuit from the SEC. Uh, And then one day later, after they sued Binance, the SEC has finally announced they are now suing Coinbase. We knew they were going to. Oh, yeah, they served them the Wells Wells notice. notice. So the way the SEC apparently does things is they have to tell you they're going to sue you in advance of actually filing the lawsuit, and that's what the Wells notice is for. That came out, like, I don't know, a couple months ago or something like that. And that's the most bureaucratic bureaucratic nonsense ever. Here's your notice to let you know that I'm giving you a notice (laughs) about a notice that is coming. So uh, we'll start with the Binance story here. The SEC is alleging that Binance has, of course, violated the securities law, which, by the way, was written in the 1930s. Yep. Okay. Completely to irrelevant to today. Right. What we're talking about here is something that they could not have possibly ever imagined cryptocurrency or Before the invention even a computer. of the internet. Right. Before the invention of debit cards. Yeah. Any of that. Uh, maybe they had checks back in 1930, but that's about it. So uh, the world's largest crypto exchange, according to Reuters and its CEO, Chengpeng Zhao, operated a web of deception, according to the SEC, that included artificially inflating its trading volumes and diverting customer assets, according to the Securities and Exchange Commission lawsuit. No, that that can't be possible. They can't inflate their trading volume, except with Monero. They they could lie about how much Monero they're trading, but everything else is on the blockchain and publicly available. No, 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 no. What's on the blockchain is their uh, holdings. They do not have the transactions on the blockchain because those are all internal in a in a database. Oh, that's right. When you okay. when you yeah, make an exchange right. on a campaign for listeners or campaign exchange, when you exchange on an exchange, uh, you've deposited your cryptocurrency to this centralized control, this this place where you're you're not in control of your crypto. Right. This violates right. one of the main rules of cryptocurrency, 
which is not your keys, not your coins. If you don't have control of your cryptocurrency, somebody else does. And if they go out of business, somebody hacks them. Or the loan it to someone like uh, SBF did. Right, or the government steals it, it's gone. And you'll probably never see uh, pennies on the dollar or whatever. You probably won't get it, ever get it back. So never put your crypto in an exchange for longer than you absolutely have to. Use decentralized exchanges if you can, because then you still contain, uh, in most cases, control over the coins. But when you hand it to... Decentralized exchanges are are, are largely sort of experimental at this point, right? Decentralized exchanges, you say? Yes. Um, Well, I mean, everything is experimental, right? Yeah, I mean, there's no no guarantees out there, right? Like, there's always the possibility that code is is broken that there may be uh, bugs or whatever in in code there could be exploits uh so unless you're a programmer and you can go in and actually look at the code and validate it yourself then you still don't really know further you never really know anyway because even if the place is open source you still can't be sure they're running the proper code sure. on their server but i mean but, airswap existed before i even moved to new hampshire from mississippi so that's running on what six and a half seven years maybe eight and that's a decentralized exchange. It's one of the earliest decentralized exchanges. Do they so, still exist? I yeah, they do, but they're like Is it like an Ethereum only thing? It is Ethereum only. Okay, that, so that was their big hurdle. You can't take your USD to these central decentralized exchanges and turn it into cryptocurrency. Yep. And that's one of the main reasons that the SEC is going and the CFTC and the US government in general is going after these exchanges like Coinbase and Binance. They want to make sure that, hey, Here's the exact way that people can get into cryptocurrency. This way we can control it. Yeah, and that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to, sh- to shut down what you call the on-ramps and the off-ramps. That's why they targeted the people like the Crypto 6, like us, yep. going after the peer to, what they call peer-to-peer exchangers with criminal charges. They're going after Binance and Coinbase with civil cases. Uh, but they're, quote-unquote, charging them. But if they're found right. responsible, they only have to pay millions of dollars. They're not Cheng Peng Zhao is not going to go uh, to prison in in this particular case. And to give people an idea of how bad it is, local bitcoins, one of the mm-hmm. longest running peer to peer cryptocurrency exchanges, has closed. They closed their doors. Yep, that's local right. after more bitcoins than a decade. Has closed yeah. after a decade, eleven years, or something in in operation. So it's it's an all out attack on uh, cryptocurrency and it's really sad for people in the United States. I think it was Coinbase that pointed out in their response video they made today to the lawsuit that there's over a million jobs that could leave the United States if they you know if this this attack on the cryptocurrency industry continues and there's no reason to think it's going to stop. Uh, and I think that this is this is sort of the unsung aspect of this that many Americans really don't understand is, is that whether or not Bitcoin or some other cryptocurrency uh, becomes the world reserve currency. And by the way, the United States government has already said that a cryptocurrency is going to become the world reserve currency. So the belief what? that a cryptocurrency, the, the, the CBDC. That's not um, a cryptocurrency. All right. A digital currency. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, and I so, think they're uh, probably wrong. I mean, they they can't predict oh, the future any more than the, we can. The dollar's already a digital currency. Yeah, but it's, it's also not, not really the one. world's reserve currency right now. Yeah, and it's it steadily losing is. that place. It's losing its place. It's losing it's that there. place. But, I mean, you know, the, the guy at the top of the hill is still at the top of the hill. Um, until now, he's yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. And, admittedly, somebody else is going to be at the top of the hill, but at, I can't tell you who that's going to be. 
Um, right. and, you know, and maybe it's going to be Bitcoin. It's too maybe early it's to going to be the ruble. I have no idea. Well, I have an idea, but and you know, I can make a prediction. And there may be a BRICS prediction. currency still to come. They uh, there's still talk about BRICS, uh, which of course is. Uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. There's like something like two dozen countries. I think that are Saudi trying... Arabia and other OPEC nations are getting in on it. They're trying to join. I don't think there's been like an announcement on okay. who they're letting in yet or what. But there's a big rush by a bunch of other countries in the world to join BRICS. They're already like 25 percent of the world's GDP and 50 percent of the world's population or something like that it's crazy i saw st- some statistics about them recently so and what's uniting these countries is the literal desire to not have the usd as the reserve currency that's one of them like that's yeah. the that's the main thing they want to accomplish here right and um i don't know how well they're going to do with that but ultimately um you know the there there's going to be a change in this sphere and something's going to happen. So, um, you know, will it be Bitcoin? I don't know whether the answer um, to that or not, but the United States driving away cryptocurrency and that's what it's doing. Mm -hmm. Like there's no, no, there's no other way to look at this. Driving away cryptocurrency is aiding and abetting its own enemies is all that would have to happen right now is for Russia to say, you know what? That sounds like a good idea. Uh, we'll go ahead and we'll take the uh, the Bitcoin as our thing or some other nation or the BRICS or, or whatever to take on Bitcoin. And then suddenly the United States overnight is no longer the world leader. And that would be the big change. And it's the Biden administration's fault. Not to say that the Trump administration was doing anything great, but the Biden administration has presided over a witch hunt in the area of cryptocurrency and we as americans should be like embrace this technology the agency sued binance and its founder chengpeng zhao for failing to restrict u.s customers from its platform and misleading investors about its market surveillance controls as well as for operating an unregistered securities exchange the SEC's complaint filed in federal court in D.C. also alleged, according to Reuters, that Binance and Zhao secretly control customers' assets, allowing them to co-mingle and divert customer funds. Well, that's of not course, really secret. Yeah, of course, that's how Bitcoin exchanges operate. You take in the Bitcoin or whatever other crypto we're talking about from the customers. You pool them all into the same place, yep. and then you simply track in a database what each customer is supposed to have. That's the efficient way to do things. No one has ever represented that your Bitcoin is separate from anyone else. In fact, you can trace it on the blockchain. When you make a deposit into one of these crypto exchanges, they give you a unique address to deposit. But as soon as it hits that deposit address, they move it into a large address that is their holding wallet. Do they? Yeah, they do. Okay. Yeah, that's how they get that's one of the ways that you can easily identify the crypto exchanges. Some of the uh, the blockchain explorers out there for listeners that don't know blockchain is the uh, the distributed ledger technology that backs the cryptocurrencies and the, most of them are public with the exception of the privacy coins like Monero. So you can just go in there and some of them will label addresses because normally when you just look at an address you don't know whose it is. But these exchanges know which addresses Binance is using because right. they don't change that often. And so if your coins get uh, put into a wallet that then jumps into a Binance wallet right after that, then they know that the the initial deposit wallet was also 
owned by Binance. See, I assumed it was all just like a, an HD wallet sort of thing, which is most crypto wallets, if you send to a wallet, it will automatically generate you a new wallet that is completely connected to mm-hmm. the initial wallet, but it has a different public address. And it's done this way to help you know keep your privacy and stuff like that. I assumed that was what was going on here, was just spontaneously generating you an address, which it does. But that this yeah. was corresponding that. to their private address. Yeah, that, that would have question. been my assumption. That may be true. I don't know what the tech is behind the scenes, but it all ends up in the same wallet, yeah. basically. Uh, so anyway, they say that uh, it's an elaborate scheme to evade U.S. federal securities laws. The SEC alleged that from September of 2019. No, 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 no they, they literally cannot scheme to do something that they don't know how to do. The SEC has not made it clear. They specifically said they would not make it clear how to become compliant because then people would know how to skirt those regulations. So you can't then accuse the SEC of skirting those regulations if you haven't written them because you're worried that someone will figure out how to skirt them. You can't accuse Binance of, of skirting them. What you did said I say? the SEC. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but uh, they also, at the same time, say the, the opposite, which is that all you have to do is just come on in and register. Come yeah. on in, have a seat on the couch, we'll sit down, we'll have a chat, you'll I, be all squared away. I think the SEC overplayed their hand on this one, man. I, I think this is one that Coinbase and Binance are going to win, because they can prove that they literally tried to do this. Mm. And the SEC was like, nah, try again. Mm. Yeah, it's an interesting argument. I guess we'll uh, we'll see about that. And we're still waiting to hear on the SEC lawsuit against uh, Ripple, which has been in play yep. for years now. And uh, they're just waiting on the judge to issue the ruling in that case. So all the arguments have been made. And this is one of the, you know, the big uh, landmark cases, I guess. So we're still That's waiting on that. But they lost uh, or the SEC won the case against Library, LBRY.com. Right. where they claim that library was a so-called security. So, I mean... And to be fair, I don't have much faith in the federal court system. However, yeah. if there's any decency and reason and sense of morality and logic in this system... I know, I know. I know. There, mm. there may be a, maybe a tiny shred. Mm. <laughs> then there's just no way the SEC could win this, the, especially the one against Coinbase, but probably the one against Binance as well. It's just utter nonsense. Complaint said that in September 2019 through June of 2022, Sigma Chain, a trading firm owned and controlled by Chengpeng Zhao, the CEO of Binance, engaged in wash trading that artificially inflated the trading volume of crypto asset securities on the Binance.us platform. Mark is muted. Oh, sorry about that, Mark. My bad. Now you're not muted. Yeah, no problem. I'm, I'm curious. One of the things that I'm wondering here is, is the mixing funds thing. Mm-hmm. Is this just exactly what banks do? I mean, yeah. it's not like banks. Well, I'm, if they're saying it's bad, then it's bad that banks do it, too. And I'm just right. curious if this is evil and wrong and Americans need to be protected from it, then why does the government get to do it? Yeah, it's an excellent uh, point. I mean, it's, it's like. You know when the Democrats will say, but Social Security is not a Ponzi scheme. Yeah, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> but then they can't say why it's not a Ponzi scheme. And the answer is mm-hmm. always, well, because it's the government and they can just print more money. Correct. Well, technically, the government doesn't do that. The U.S. banking system and the banks are supposedly separate from the government. Now, I know in real life that's not how it works. But that's, they, they that's one of their arguments. They have a deal, though, right? Yeah. Like, they have a special deal. The Federal Reserve is not the government, quote-unquote, but they work with the government to sell them, uh, to buy all their uh, debt, basically. They have the legal right to counterfeit the USD. That's ultimately what it all comes down to, is that banks that are part of the Federal Reserve system 
have the legal authority to counterfeit the USD. But it's not counterfeiting when they do it. Right. In the same way that it's not murder when the cops kill you. Yep. And it's not, you know, uh, commingling funds when the banks do it, right? So, <laughs> uh, anyway. Fun they- little game they had. And I got into an argument with someone, not really an on- online argument because I try not to engage in these anymore, but someone said something to the effect of, no, we, we have to work within the system, you know, in order to in order to make any progress. Libertarians have to, you know, get elected on the system. Look, no, man, you're playing a game that you know is rigged against you, mm-hmm. where the person controlling the outcome of the game is heavily invested in winning the game, and they are sure. controlling the rules that allow them to win the game. The only thing you can do is stop playing the game. The uh, Binance attack continues here from Yahoo Finance and Reuters. Binance, uh, according to Gary Gensler, the SEC chairman, the uh, top attack dog over there. And to give you, this dude is affecting an entire industry that, again, employs millions of people or at least a million-ish people in the United mm-hmm. States. No one elected this guy. That's no, the definition right. <laughs> of, a, of a tyranny, right? We We live in the society where this one guy can affect the lives of a million people, not to mention all the people who use cryptocurrency and the, you know, Jeremy Kaufman at library and all of the, uh, the people at ripple, yep. just millions upon millions of people having their lives directly impacted, sometimes destroyed yep. by this guy, completely unelected, completely unaccounted. You can't replace this guy in 2024. Even if you survive the attack, you will be poorer as a result. Yep. You will, uh, you know, in, case, in library's case, they're going to go out of business. The library corporation is is done for. And the SEC won't be poorer. They, they're the government. Nope. They cannot run out of money. That's right. So they have nothing at risk and you have everything at risk. You will lose something. Even if you don't, even if you win, quote unquote, the lawsuit. And no will, one wins when the government comes after you. You will it's still pay for the you attorneys. Lose. You'll still pay for the, you'll still pay for the time. You'll still lose all that time, as uh, Jeremy Kaufman pointed out from Library. He has been unable to develop the software that he that he created, that he helped uh, to develop, that he loves. He can't focus. You can't focus on doing anything for your business when you're focused on defending against an attack from the government. And they know this. They know yeah. that even if they're uh, even if they lose, as you predicted, you, you hope they're going to lose the Coinbase and uh, the Binance attacks. Uh, the, it's no skin off the SEC's back, and it's a huge distraction to the cryptocurrency industry. And more importantly, it's an intimidation factor because there's a lot of companies out there who have cut and run over what the uh, SEC has already done. Whether or not they're going to win or not, these companies are like, I don't want to be involved in this. And I I blame them. They're like, I'm out. I'm not going to hire 15 attorneys. Uh, we'll just close business in the United States and go international, and that's what Bittrex uh, is doing. But of course, there's or there's people out there anyway. with brilliant ideas that they that you know would thrive and make the economy better or make the world better. But they are looking around, they're like, no, the SEC Too would scary. just sue me yeah. into oblivion. So Binance, uh, according to SEC Chairman Gary Gensler, he says, We allege that Zhao and Binance, entities engaged in an extensive web of deception, conflicts of interest, lack of disclosure, and calculated evasion of the law. Binance didn't immediately respond in a tweet. I calculate that you're an immoral monster. Jaina, Jaina said and if you Binance, have any sense of decency, you would hang yourself tonight. <laughs> what issue a response once it has reviewed the complaint? Uh, their currency, which is the fourth in the world by market size, dropped more than 5% on the news. Bitcoin also dropped. Uh, I mean, every crypto essentially dropped on the news that Bitcoin's back. being sued. Yeah, and they came back. Then it came back after they sued Coinbase. So, I mean, so you never really know what's uh, what's going to happen. 
Yeah, I, I, every day I open Google and it's like, you know, Bitcoin's on the decline, Bitcoin's crashing or whatever. And you look at the price and it's like still exactly where it's at or pretty much exactly where it's at, hovering around the $27,000 mark. And that's what happened recently. Like, oh, Bitcoin's crashing. It's it's dying again. And then it's right back to where it was 24 hours later. Uh, they do a quick recap here on the CFTC, Commodities Futures Trading Commission, attack from March against Binance, where they alleged that uh, Binance was a legal exchange and a, a sham compliance program. Uh, and then apparently the Justice Department is also investigating Binance for suspected money laundering and sanctions violations. Remember when the banks got caught um, laundering all kinds of money for the drug the cartels? The drug dealers, yeah, yeah. I remember that. And the United States and British governments did nothing? No, I think Wells Fargo had to pay like $4 billion in fines. That sounds about right. They just washed their hands of it. Gensler is making it clear here when he's like, look, we don't need any more cryptocurrencies. We don't need a war reserve currency. We have the USD. Oh, yeah, we'll whatever. get to that. Yeah. He's making it very, very clear that all of his actions here, all of the government's actions, the SEC, the CFTC, they're all directed toward one exact thing, and that's propping up the USD and protecting it from the competition posed Correct. by cryptocurrency. And then today, the SEC announced... Uh, I guess they filed it. They had already announced they were going to attack Coinbase a couple of months ago. And then the case has been now filed, apparently, against Coinbase. According to Reuters, uh, the largest U.S. cryptocurrency platform has been accused of operating illegally because it failed to register as an exchange, which, of course, there's no way to do. That's all they being char- they're being charged with not registering? Because oh, that I was my charge. More than, I, yeah, I suspect it's more than that yeah. here. Uh, the lawsuit is the SEC's second in two days, as we discussed in the first hour. The, this They have got to chill out. It could not possibly be clearer that they're trying to strangle the cryptocurrency industry. I, I don't know why Congress and you know the president what they, aren't using whatever means are at their disposal to rein this stuff in until they can get a handle on it. Well, presumably this they're doing crazy. it at their behest. But um, maybe, but he was also brought in recently and like grilled by some of the members of Congress. Like that's just a th- show. This seems to be a completely out of control, though. It's yeah. like this guy's just going crazy and suing everything and everyone. He's doing it at somebody's behest. Somebody's told him to, right? Like we, that's- we live in a world where it's very, um, it, it's very executive uh, heavy. And this is what the founders were concerned with. They had just come from an executive heavy system where they had a king and that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, Jefferson's saying that, you know, uh, that that power tends to concentrate. And this is true within government, too. Right. It's a lot easier for the executive, the one who wields the sword to have power rather than the legislative branch. The legislative branch has never, to my knowledge, made one law about cryptocurrency Never. they haven't said a thing about cryptocurrency yep. there is no guidance from the people the representatives of the people mm-hmm. on cryptocurrency this is just the guy with the sword or a whole bunch of guys with swords yep. running amok enforcing laws from a hundred years ago and calling it justice yep that's that's literally what's going on it's absolutely outrageous and uh, unfortunately there's no there's no defense against this because it's like how do you uh, how do you apply these rules when you have no idea how they apply when Coinbase has pointed out and I am not a Coinbase fan. No, okay? I hate Coinbase. I'm not a Binance fan either. I don't care for any of these centralized exchanges, but I'm still on their side on this because the government's even worse. 
And But the problem, of course, with Coinbase is from the beginning, they've been trying to be the government's bed buddy. They've been trying yep. to cozy up to them and say, oh, just tell us what to do. We're here to help. We just they want li- to do it. They literally wanted to write the regulations. And they, they did. They made this clear. They wanted to form this sort of cartel yep. with themselves and Kraken and some other major exchanges so they could write out the rules. That They, they wanted to call it a, a white book or something no, like that. No, no, no. You're talking about the white hat uh, group or whatever. That, that that was years ago. That was before Kraken even existed. That was Well, it was, uh, it was Coinbase was ago. behind it still. They, they were. And um, what they wanted to do. They, and that's just one example in a long line of yeah. things they've done where they've made it clear that they want to use the government as a weapon to keep themselves from having competition. Yeah, they've complained in their statements, and I haven't read the full statement they've released, but I've read their previous ones about this, and that they'd gone to the SEC, they'd asked for the guidance, they'd asked for the rules, what do we got to do, tell us what to do, and there was no answer from the SEC. But yet, whenever the SEC goes after one of these companies, they always issue a statement saying, hey, look, all you got to do is come in and talk to us. We'll take care of it. And then, and that's not possible. And it's not just Coinbase who said this. The it's SEC other refused to meet with Coinbase last year when that's Coinbase right. sent some representatives to Washington. Yep. Everyone but as, the SEC met with them. As antithetical as, as it is to libertarian ideas, I think that the case of places like Coinbase and Binance is stronger than it is for, say, folks like you and Aria, where you guys are like, we have rights. We were born with them, and we will operate as though that is true. We have the right to buy things and sell things, and we will um, operate within our rights. Whereas these people went hat in hand and said, hey, we just want to know what to do. I know you don't have any rules, so we'll write the rules for you. Mm-hmm. And still the SEC says that they, they violated the rules somehow. There are no rules to right. violate. You simply can't ignore the rules because you don't like them, said the SEC Enforcement Chief Gerbir Growal. We don't don't know the rules, man. (laughs) Coinbase has been clear about this. If you tell them the rules, they will obey them. But you won't tell them the rules. You just say, ah, you broke them, and there's this secret list of rules that you have hidden in your back office that you're accusing people of breaking, and the courts, for whatever godless reason, are going along with this. Yeah, I wish I had a better breakdown of what the the suit is actually alleging. Maybe we can find that later. But uh, this Gary Gensler appeared apparently on CNBC recently. The story from Blockworks.co. The fact that any media organization allows government employees on to explain themselves is just absolutely disgusting. Your job is to hold these people accountable, not give them a microphone. Yeah, well, that's the way it was supposed to be, but it didn't turn out that way. It turns out that media companies, large and small will always try to curry favor with government agencies because they won't talk to them otherwise. And they feel like, like this even happens with like just the local talk station where they'll have the police chief will come in for an hour on Fridays or once Ugh. a month or something like that. And it's like, or ask the mayor, you know, that, that kind of thing. And if they don't kowtow to those people, if they don't give them softball questions, then they won't get the mayor back. The well, mayor then you won't don't need the mayor then, station. do you? I agree. Instead, I agree. make an issue about the fact that the mayor won't come on the show unless yeah. he only has softball questions. What is this guy hiding? What is he scared of mm-hmm. if he won't talk to the press unless he's agreed in advance what they will ask? I don't disagree with what you guys are saying. I mean, what you're saying is correct. There is another a- aspect to it. That other aspect is that everything's so red team, blue team out there that if you... 
um, as a journalist, try to hold a seated politician's feet to the fire, then you are a um, brain numbed libtard or a conservative droid or whatever the hell these uh, terminologies are that they uh, say to people that are intended to stop conversation and hold people responsible right now. Um, it's you, you see DeSantis and Trump going back and forth and whatever you've got to say about the two candidates, DeSantis is undeniably a more conservative candidate than Trump is, but the well, Trumpers all, are acting like, yeah, this is all easy to fix, right? I mean, yes, if you're a media organization and you criticize Trump, people will call you a libtard or whatever, but the, the solution to this is really easy and it's to end our obsession with social media. That sort of nonsense, it, it only really came about with the rise of social media, and it only happens on social media. I've never seen in person someone else call someone else a libtard because they didn't like Donald Trump. I've only ever seen that sort of toxic behavior on social media. I guess I've seen some in emails, but uh, yeah, I, I get your point. But again, um, I like to have solutions for people that I can implement myself in my own life. And all I can do is kind of get off social media or stick on Free Talk Live social media or use social media that uh, has some higher level of responsibility than others. Um, you know, whatever my choice is at any given moment, that's all I can do. People are going to do what they do. And my presence doesn't appear. I mean, I've, I've been off of Facebook for a full year. Congrats. And no one, I, I don't mean I have been since uh, 365 days ago, but I have taken a, a full year break from uh, Facebook before. And no one said, hey, welcome back, Mark. <laughs> you know, no one, said, no one noticed my absence. Therefore, right. my right. absence would have had no effect that I could, no quantifiable effect. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. It depends on how you're trying to measure it. But like Facebook is very much on the decline. Its user base is on the decline. Its usage is on the decline. The company as a whole is on the decline. Good riddance. So you not using it, it does contribute to that. I see the same thing happening on uh, Instagram. Basically, people want to turn it into Facebook. Um, the same they, they want to make they well they uh, but the but the users want to be able to argue about politics. Oh God, they want to do that, Jeez. and it's not as good of a system for that. No. It's not as uh, as good of a platform for it. But that's still what they want. That's all social media is. That's annoying. It's it's people arguing with one another. It's toxic. It's horrible. I, I've pretty much completely stopped scrolling social media at all. Wow. And my life has never been better, right? Oh, yeah. Like yeah. I pay, I try to pay some attention to these things that are happening just in case they could affect me. But all of the crap about people fighting over trans people or fighting over DeSantis or Trump or, you know, calling everyone groomers and just That's all the drama, annoying. it's been completely removed from my life. Nice. And that could be the case for everyone if you just stopped scrolling Twitter and Facebook and started, you know, interacting with people directly. Hey, Daily Digest listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. 
8-6 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. Ridley from uh, RidleyReport.com. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, something happened back around January, uh, or no, I guess around November, that just kind of passed me by. And I don't know, do you guys know much about the death of Sharon Clark? I think she was a New Hampshire Liberty activist or free stater. Oh, is this the young woman? I believe she was 33, according to Legacy.org. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard something about her. She had moved up to Grafton or something like that, right? And then some. I don't know much else. Legacy.com, I mean. Yeah, usually yeah, when people move her. to Grafton, they kind of they kind of disappear. And so I don't Why know. Why is that? Uh, it's just because it's way out in the middle of the woods, and okay. it just seems to be the kind of place where people go to not be seen. You okay. know? Fair enough. Uh, but I don't know. Is that where she was living? Legacy.com says, quote, uh, Clark, Sharon, and 33, late of Grafton NH, was found deceased in her home Oof. on November 20th, 2022, unquote. There really isn't a lot of other useful information that I see in that post. Why do you ask about it? Well, I, just, I think, it's, to me, it's a, you know, it is or at least should be a big deal whenever a free stater dies. There aren't that many of us. Mm-hmm. Um, the... The post doesn't say much. There is another post uh, on, I'll say the town of Grafton had something up about her on January 4th of 2022, I guess about 10 months before she died. It indicated that she was trying to build a tiny house or get permission to build a tiny house. Right. And someone was trying to stop her. Oh, man. Yeah, somebody said something about a Sharon recently in a chat room. I'm sorry, I, I, and then they linked to her or whatever, and I apologize. I just don't know much about her. You know, geez, uh, I guess this is the second suspicious death in Grafton surrounding sort of zoning and building disputes, right? Oh, um, right, right. There was an activist, John Conley, who uh, Connell, was John Connell. Yeah. Thank you. Um, who was you know very early on and and like a brother to many of us. Uh, he was the founder of the Peaceful Assembly Church in Grafton, which had an actual church building that caught fire while he was in it. And he perished uh, in presumably due to smoke inhalation, but it's not, you know, I don't know what the autopsy ended up showing in that case. Very, very it's sad. Awful. Very, very sad case. He was, it actually, was also secretive. They wouldn't tell us what the autopsy said. He was also um, uh, one of the inspirations for the Shire Free Church, the Peaceful, his church, the Peaceful Assembly Church. Uh, and his, you know, message of forgiveness. He was a, a real advocate for forgiveness, and awesome. uh, really went a long way, I think, to uh, inspire a lot of people. So, yeah, I know know a lot about John and his his story, but not so much about this uh, this young woman. Obviously, very very young in her early thirties to just be found dead in her home. Uh, you have to wonder what uh, what went on there. Legacy dot com also has a picture of her, uh, and uh, there were also. Two, at least two other deaths of free staters in Grafton since 2004. They were kind of old age deaths. Uh, Bob, uh, Bob Hole and uh, Lloyd Danforth. Hole was not that old though, and I, I, I would have expected to still be talking to him two, ten years from now. So it is, it is kind of disturbing, you know. It, 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 people like to say that Grafton is a not a a good. Um, it doesn't speak well for us as liberty activists, and uh, there have been other incidents. And it just, I, you know, I lived there for about six months. I liked it; seemed okay, but it seemed like it's like a curse on the place. Or something. It's kind of kind of big love. I mean, 
people die, and the more free yep. staters that you know come here, the, the more, more often they're going to die. Yep. So it's just yeah, sort it of also, expected. Yeah, partly, just, partly just an indication of the large number of free staters that are there. Yeah, I think. I remember one guy, he had a rock fall on him. He was working in his backyard or whatever. There was like a big boulder or something that he was working underneath, and it it shifted or something, and he got crushed to death. Uh, And then there was another guy in uh, Winchester that uh, I think he had a heart attack or something while he was driving a fairly large truck and just went off the road and crashed the the truck and perished because of that. So, yeah, I mean, there's a a long list, sadly, of uh, people who have— who have died over the years, and then we've had thousands of people move. So you know, some small percentage of them are are going to go in an in an unfortunate manner. Sadly, my best my best guess is there there are about sixty probably free staters that live in Grafton, which is a town of roughly twelve hundred. We did some we ran some statistics, you know, maybe seven years ago. I I just put out a request saying, hey, someone look into this. Do you think we're dying at an unusual rate, or our you know our young young free staters are dying quicker than they should be? Is there something we should be is there some conspiracy going on or here? But the, st- the statistics that, that someone else ran indicated that we do have a pretty normal death rate for the number of people that we have. So you uh, estimate kind of, sixty free staters in Grafton. You said that's twelve hundred. I would guess. I would guess so. Yeah, it was about forty last time I really counted, and that was probably five. Or Man, we don't have that many. Yeah, we don't even have that many Twenty times that size. Ricky's on the line in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live, Ricky. Thank you there, Brother Ian, Brother Mark, Sister Aria. Good What's evening. on your mind? Well, this past Saturday, you know, you posed the question to me. If it were to be arranged, would I go on a date with Sarah from New Mexico? And at the time, I said, no, I don't know. <laughs> but I gave it some thought, you know. Okay. I gave it Hold some on, thought. I, what was your answer at the time? Because I didn't hear that. I think he said no. Okay. I don't know. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, but I've given it some thought, and the answer is yes. And I wanted to say really? why. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, I've, I heard Sarah's call from the very beginning. I mean, I know plenty about Sarah, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, well, I'm thinking I, I didn't listen it. Saturday, so I, how did this come up? I don't remember. Is, does Sarah announce that she's newly single? Question. That's all, Aria. And I know, but why? I don't right? remember. I think Probably they were both... going back to 2018. Buddy. I think he brought I mean, her up 20... or something. It was some, somehow she got brought oh, up. Oh, God. 2017, he was saying that we probably... He was trying to kind of hook us up. I remember on Skype, and that's how we ended up talking together. Do you think you could save her? Do you think that if you dated, uh, you could, like, change her from being a communist? Well, you know, I think I'd have a good impact on her. And, you know, you you got the confederate. (laughs) So to speak. I understand her. You know, I'm not going to try to change her, but I'll give her some ideas. And here's what I'm thinking, you know. I mean, I know she loves the buses. I mean, I could could go on a bus ride together. Huh? You could go on a bus ride. With her. Well, no, no, I can't. I can't bus. have the buses here. I'm banned for life. Now, if I uh, may continue, just go down to you New know, Mexico. Figuring, you know, uh, you know, I could, you know, with a little conversation, some good food, we bum mm-hmm. around. Pennsylvania is known for their friendliness, so I think that'll be good for her. Plus, she'll be with me, and I'm a gentleman with honor. I mean, if she's not cool with my studio apartment, I'll spring for her. Yeah, she's in a townhouse. Place. She's, uh, uh-huh. she'd be, that's kind of a downgrade for her because right now she's in a townhouse, Ricky, so I don't know. Well, all I need is, well, I don't give a crap. I'll just get a, a hotel room, you know. I got the money. Because she's a <laughs> lifeguard, that's fine. She ain't got nothing. 
you know, so that's fine. But here's what I'm thinking. I think you've given you this know? way more thought than Ian ever anticipated when he asked the question. I want to know how many people Ian has successfully managed to matchmake for. How many couples well, I think, I think exist right now be, that Ian uh, put together? There actually was somebody who came up to me. I think it was at Porkfest or no, it might have been Liberty Forum. Uh, who like thanked me for connecting somehow this person with their wife and that they listened to Free Talk Live. I don't even remember how it happened, but they basically thanked me for like having a kid together or something. And it was kind of weird, but well, I was like, okay, cool. Hitch. Here's the only hitch, Ian. Because I'm banned for life, I'd be like picking her up at the bus terminal on a cab because I use cabs. I don't know how she'd feel about that. I just get a nice cab or something, a limo. Anonymous, you're on the line here. What's up? How you guys doing, Mark, Ian, Aria? What's on your mind tonight? Hey, uh, yeah, it was Bobby from Florida. Hey, dude. Um, I don't. I'm tired of Ricky the Clown with you. What's going on? But Aria, he knows that Sarah is mine. I don't know why he's Uh-oh. creeping up on my stuff and coming into my territory when I've been trying to talk to Sarah. <laughs> I don't know for six or seven years, and now he's stepping up, coming to me. He knows that's mine. Oh because if it's been six or seven I years, it sounds cameras. like somebody's somebody else ought to take a shot. <laughs> I mean, this is not fair. Why can't I get the hook up? You guys hooking hooking up Ricky for I'm cooler than Ricky. I like Aria. I don't dead name Aria, and then he gets all the love, guys. I mean, the show's mm. kicking tonight. Show is kicking tonight. But, you know, what about the hookup with Sarah? What about me, guy? Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, you know, it's too bad that Sarah doesn't have an email address. Otherwise, she could just have all kinds of potential male suitors in her inbox. But she doesn't even know you how know, to work I, an email. I wish, I wish she would have an OnlyFans or something like that. I mean, <laughs> I, I would, I'd, I'd be right on it. No. Thanks. Um, I was talking about the free state. For five bucks, you don't have an OnlyFans for you. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, um, I, I, I heard all, I've I listened to all the drama. I know all the stuff. I can't stand that matrix chat room. Everybody in there is a troll. They hate on everybody. Yeah, yeah, Bonnie's true. trying to in there and trying to, trying to talk and then everybody's ganging up on her. And then, and then if you talk to anybody else, it's just, it's just a troll fest in that matrix. It is. It always but has been have though. That's always, that's always been yeah, true. Pre, pre matrix. It's, it was still a troll fest in the discord pre discord. It was a troll <laughs> fest in the IRC room. Okay. So as long as we've had a chat room, it's been a troll zone. That's just reality. The Discord was better, though. The Discord, you guys got to admit, was better. No. Way better than that Matrix. Nah, I not think. really. Uh, I enjoyed nah, it. I, it I like it. I thought it was a lot funner. But uh, with all that said, you know, I, 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 know, I love no, wait. the show. The Matrix and- is better because uh, with the Matrix, you can create your own room. And so if you go to no, chat.freetalklive.com, well, I mean, that's an important thing. If you go to chat.freetalklive.com, hold on, Bobby. If you go to chat.freetalklive.com, there's step-by-step instructions there as to how to get on the server. You do have to you know, jump through a few hoops. you got to sign up for an account and all that. Uh, but it is uh, better because if you are sick and tired of the on-air now chat, then just go roll up your own chat room. And then you're the administrator of that chat room, and it doesn't matter what trolls come in there. If you don't want that troll in there, you can just ban them out the uh, the chat room or whatever. Now, of course, they probably just get a new account and come back in if they really want to. But you could also make your chat room private if you wanted, and then only invite the people you want into the private room. And that would make it a lot easier to have control over who can come in. So if you want to make a public room, you can do that. If you want to make a private room, you can do that. If you want it encrypted, it can be encrypted or it can be completely unencrypted and searchable. So you actually have total control over how that's done. On the Discord, we were the ones who had to set what the rooms were. It was all top down. 
And I think that's the most, I think that's one of the most key differences between them. Is Discord slick? Yeah, they got some slick features. It's corporate. It's, you know, their, their audio chats better than what they have on a matrix it's got its it's got its perks but ultimately if they don't like you if they get a hair up their butt uh then they're gonna shut you down and that's what they did to our server so i got you know and we knew that was gonna probably happen at at some point so uh what else bobby um well i do miss that discord but um you know i i I love this show and you know i know i talked to you before and i'm gonna keep calling and i love listening I miss nobody. and has been in for a couple of weeks. You he's guys expected to come happened. back in a couple of weeks. Uh, so he's supposed to be back in New Hampshire on the 14th. For listeners that don't know, his mother had a stroke. She's in her 90s. Oh. Uh, she had a stroke, and uh, she did recover, as I understand it, from that. I, I, I've not heard any further bad news. So uh, the last I heard was good news. And so, you know, he's spending some time with the with the folks out there, and then he's coming back this month. He wants to be back in time for uh, Fork Fest and, and the Porcupine Freedom Festival. So he'll be coming back to New Hampshire, going straight to Rogers Campground, and I expect we'll have him back on the air sometime uh, toward the end of the month. Let's go. She's here now. Sarah is on the line in New Mexico. Now, Sarah, we know you're not a listener of Free Talk Live. You are exclusively a caller. To the show, which is, makes you kind of an unusual character, and I and I don't want this to sound like we're just going to be a matchmaking company for our listeners because I think that would be pretty boring. Uh, but in, I think Sarah's a special case. Oh, and, she's special. Yes, she's very special. She calls every night uh, on the show. You're breathing a little heavily there, Sarah, in, into the phone. You got her all worked up. And uh, there's, there have been two gentlemen. I just want to let you know there have been two uh-huh. gentlemen suitors who have called the show tonight, potential suitors for you, uh, that have called the show. One of them is Ricky in Pennsylvania. He's a man in his 50s. He is uh, partially blind. Uh, but also a very regular caller. Also, Means you don't have to do makeup. Also, <laughs> <laughs> also a, uh, a a nightly caller, pretty much every night. So that's something you guys have in common. And he's also put together a date package, which includes a bus ride to Pennsylvania. That's right. Yep, he's willing to buy you the bus ticket up to uh, PA to to come see him. He said uh, he's willing to get a hotel room. You know, if it goes that far. With two beds. Yep. To, and then pick you up, uh, you know, in, in a cab of some sort to take you to presumably some kind of a restaurant. So any uh, thoughts? You know I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm very quite flattered. But well, we're not done yet, Sarah. I, Did I miss something? Well, there's Bobby from Florida. Oh, Bobby from Florida. But yeah, I mean, Ricky called first, so I wanted to put that one out there. But Ricky's, I mean, Bobby has wanted her longer. So, so he says. To be fair. <laughs> And, but we don't these, know how these guys are arguing about you, Sarah. I mean, they're, well, they're, I'm already with somebody, kind of. I'm already living with somebody. I'm not interested in looking for anybody else. Well, the good news you know then, because I mean? Bobby, to to satisfy Bobby, you don't have to get involved. All you have to do is make an OnlyFans <laughs> and sell him well, pictures I'm of your feet. I'm not involved with my life, and I'm not going to go. Uh, Trouble on the bus or running around. Hey, you don't I'm have to do that, sir. All, all you have to do is like send this guy some pictures of your feet every once in a while, and he'll give you money. The money rolls in. Okay. I, I, yeah, but I then she'd have, have to report that, that to the energy. government. If she makes too yeah, much money, I, I then she loses the welfare. Be worried about that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? I got, I got things I got to worry about. She would have like, to figure out how to create an email account before she could get an OnlyFans. So, I mean, that's probably that is true. a. 
it's probably a too so high of a mountain a to uh, to climb there. Bobby could create the OnlyFans apparently, for apparently you. Apparently, you've got a couple. You just have to supply it with content. Mm. Well, I, I'm more angry about this. How about this? We they don't care about that. Weaken the power of our mayor in Albuquerque. I, I, for what reason? This bothers you? What? She just the blew off Ricky and Bobby. I mean, power. without even a dismissal. Because she wants to blow the mayor. Apparently, yeah. Well, the That's what turns her on. Like power. Oh, you're right. Yeah. No, they want to. So they they want to for every. A ballot measure. I mean, no, every every decision making. The mayor is going to be part of the councilors, so it's going to make them ten. And this so bothers that, you? It makes it into a tie, and and they're not talking about a tie breaker. Mm-hmm. There's not going to be a tie breaker. It's going to be exactly five, and another five that opposes it. It's going to be just gridlock, gridlock. So you're gridlock. saying the mayor? No, no, Sarah. How often does your city council actually gridlock? It can't be very well, common. Well, I mean, it, it goes really um, – it's only nine, so I don't think they, they can't gridlock. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they could, they could gridlock if one of the uh, counselors sure. was absent. How often are they r- roughly evenly split on a thing? Because I know how city councils work. It's usually like four to one or nine yeah. to one yeah. or eight to one it or, happens, eight, or seven it to happens. two or whatever. In Keene, um, the mayor is a tie-breaking vote. So that's the way it works here in Keene, New Hampshire, where if the council – Which makes is more norm- sense. Which is normally 15, but there's usually one or two that aren't there just because yeah. well, people don't show up sometimes. So sometimes it can be a tie, uh, tie vote because of that, and the mayor would then cast the tie-breaking vote. So what is the power of the mayor right now, Sarah, and what are they proposing to do that would disempower the mayor? Well, um, he, just, he just wants to show him up uh, for for like ribbon cutting and mm-hmm. he has to be he's going to be come become like one of the counselors. So you're saying he has no bill. vote right now but no, he would be no. given a vote if this proposal passes right right that's now, not giving him less or... power that's giving him more power right. sarah well the, all he could do is just vote right now but if it makes it to his desk he could veto or pass it he He's can like still do governor, that oh he has a like veto he has a he has veto ability mm-hmm. Right, right. That's correct. Right, right now he's a and he's a he would executive. he would lose that ability in this proposal. That's correct. I so, see. Correct. Okay. And then I the see. whole the what gets me mad is I am so baffled, I am so confused, and they're gonna stick this to the Albuquerque voters. This is completely oh, and you don't like, like the voters amazing. because they voted to get rid of the red light cameras. No, the voters. Okay, what voters? What little people that we do show up to vote? We're so confused. I'm confused. I have no idea what. Tell me about it. Wanting us to vote for. So, Sarah. So, Sarah, take everything you just said and please explain to me why I should be happy that you vote. Well, that's what I'm talking about. So why why are they going to make all these complicated, um, like a very very un people don't understand what pros and cons about anything. And they're going to dump this onto the voters. When well, usually, as vote. you pointed out, Sarah, in a uh, municipal election, it is actually the most, um, I would say, the most with it voters that show up. Because the average Joe Blow that's just like, ah, I want to vote for Trump or Biden, you know, and then that's the only reason they show up at a, an election. I honestly you know. think I felt a blood vessel burst in my head with Sarah's inability <laughs> to answer the question. Well, anyway, uh, the people that vote in a municipal election, it's a very small okay. number. It's usually like 10 percent or less. And these are the people that pay attention for the most part. These are actually the most informed voters. Uh, these are the people who are aware of who the candidates are in many well, cases. 
That's, I mean, they say, but it's really relative, I think. And I think right. for sheriff showed that. that the, 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 I'm talking about municipal elections. Well, this was sheriff a county was a countywide well, election. What Ari is saying is, is that the voters are essentially the winner of the gold medal at the Special Olympics. I got Major Payne on the line in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Yeah, the dam you're referring to is a uh, evidently one of the biggest rivers up there, and it's the border between the two of them. you got the Ukrainian army on one side and the Russian army on the other. Okay. Now, the dam itself was a hydroelectric plant. <clears throat> so one would have to say, why would they blow up their own hydroelectric plant? And upriver, there's a nuclear plant, nuclear power plant. And uh, Just to clarify, these are this is a Russian controlled plant this is a russian uh area where this uh this attack went on well i don't know about that but i'm i'm talking about the ukrainian power plants it was the ukrainian power plant on that dam and they were russian. Sure. No, it's in a russian it's under russian uh, control as i understand it well okay Ukraine so, under russian control well the russians Possibly consider it to be russia before the war started or was this? Are you talking about before, before the war? It would have been in Ukraine. Now, if you believe the Russians, the people of this area voted to join Russia. They voted to secede from Ukraine and join Russia. Ukraine, of course, in the Western media and the United States government, said that was an illegal uh, election or an illegal. Well, vote. of course, yeah, we, we got to believe Russia. They've never hijacked an election. But, I don't uh, know who to believe, but I know I don't I, believe the American media. That's I don't believe sure. any of them. Yeah. yeah, and you know that's a that's a beautiful place to be in where I don't have to choose one of these people to believe. Mm-hmm. I can say I don't I don't have any reason to trust either one of you, and I don't have a dog in this fight in the first place. So I'm not going. I'm not even going to put my neck out there and saying that the Russians are right or the Ukrainians are right. They're all evil. They're all liars, and I see no reason to believe any of them about they're, anything. They're both pointing their fingers at one another, according to RT.com. Their story is. Moscow is claiming the facility was damaged by a Ukrainian strike, and Kiev is placing the blame on Russia. So, of course, it's, you know, (laughs) he did it, he did it, she did it, whatever. Same old story, same old story. Yeah. But as far as the the Sarah thing you had going on earlier, you guys really could have confused her if you just told her Ricky Bobby wanted to date her. She just thought it was Will Ferrell and gone nuts. He could have rode the bus up wearing his elf suit and whatnot. It would have been hilarious. Uh, she's never seen um, Talladega Nights. Yeah, I don't think she's particularly culturally aware. I mean, I could be wrong about that, but... That is a good well, movie, that, though. I've never elf. seen it. They I wouldn't show, have gotten the reference. They show Elf every Christmas. Right? Yeah. Ricky Bobby, race car movie, they've shown that for, what, 30 years now? I mean, the guy's almost famous. He's got the ugliest body in Hollywood. <laughs> He is ugly. There's no doubt about that. Uh, thank you, okay, Major, for the call tonight. Quickies on huh? Joe Biden. What now? Who's that? Quickies on Joe Biden. Here. All right, give us a quickie. Uh, okay, so at the he was doing the commencement speech at Annapolis, and after handing out the last diploma, he purportedly slipped over a sandbag, which they wouldn't have had a sandbag on the stage with Joe Biden. <laughs> but anyway, he did a face plant, and they got him up, and. You sh- I, I was listening yeah, to the applause that. as they handed out the last diploma. The applause was pretty good. But when Joe Biden hit his face, you should have heard the hoots and howls and just the momentum went up tenfold. <laughs> That's the horrible. Their fearless leader flat on his face. It was. I, I wish I could have been there. Wow. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, 
listen live, and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.